Hey guys, welcome back to Modern Biotech Radio. So today I'm talking about why the Flexner Report ruined modern healthcare. So uh, if you haven't heard of the Flexner Report, um, there are a lot of doctors' associations that hold it as the sort of holy Bible for training physicians. Uh, but there is another camp of people that see that look at it as if it ruined healthcare. So I, I sort of wanted to explain both sides. Obviously, I'm biased. I do think, based on uh, the evidence that we now know 100 years later, that it did ruin modern healthcare. Um, so I am biased, but I will give the other sides. Uh, I will give the other sides facts as well. Right. So in 1910, um, there were a lot of doctors out there, a lot of a lot of schools out there, schools of thought as far as how medicine should be practiced. And in 1910, you can imagine there were a lot of quacks uh, or a lot of doctors who didn't pay attention to the scientific method uh, and used things based on tradition rather than science. Right. So this was a bad thing. We need science in medicine. We need the scientific method. Um, so there is a group of doctors, the American Medical Association, and uh, they determined that they wanted to create a standard of patient care to, in their words, protect the patients. Now, uh, just a spoiler alert, at the end of the day, once this Flexner report was completed, the American Medical Association benefited monetarily from their publishing this report. I'll get to that in a minute. But they claimed it was uh, for the patient's uh, well-being. Now, one could argue that it was very good for the patient's well-being at, uh, at first because it uh, got rid of the quacks. But there was a right and a wrong way to do that. There was a right and a wrong way to instill the scientific method into the uh, physician's community. And I think this was the wrong way to go about it. So what they did was um, they hired uh, – the Flexner report was basically created um, with the Carnegie Foundation, uh, and they hired a guy named Abraham Flexner. He was not a physician, uh, but they wanted him to go around and visit every single medical school and note what was wrong with what they taught and what was right. Um, but unbeknownst to many people at the time, or maybe it was nounced to the key players like the American Medical Association – uh, Abraham Flexner's older brother, Simon, was the director for the Rockefeller Institute of uh, – let me get the, let me get the uh, exact wording for you. I don't want to butcher the science behind it. Uh, the Rockefeller Institute for uh, Medicine and Research. That isn't the exact name, but uh, the Rockefeller Institute of Medicine is, is basically sort of the umbrella for it. Um, Simon, so Flexner's older brother Simon was the director of the Rockefeller Institute, right? And Rockefeller's benefactors were allopathic drug companies. Now, uh, allopathy, or maybe I'm not pronouncing that right, but allopathic medicine is basically using medicine such as drugs or surgery to treat symptoms of a disease. Not to treat the disease itself, but symptoms of the disease, now keep that in mind. So these guys were the benefactors, drug companies. This is where Big Pharma really became powerful. So these allopathic drug companies were benefactors of, of Rockefeller, right? The director of this Rockefeller Institute hired uh, – got Flexner the job at the Carnegie Foundation. Carnegie and Flexner worked with the American Medical Association to develop a standard of educational practices – to train physicians, right? Uh, unfortunately, this closed most – the result of this closed most medical schools 
And unbeknownst to many people at the time, or maybe people just didn't care, uh, Flexner was also a racist. And the result of the Flexner report ended up closing all black medical schools except for two. Except for two. And it even states in the report that black physicians should be trained in hygiene, not surgery. They weren't good enough to treat white patients. Um, so this is, as you can see, very bad. Uh, this resulted in a lot of systemic racism. It's very bad. Uh, and it also shut down all of the schools that also admitted women. So at the, after the, the, the aftermath of the Flexner Report resulted in white male only medical schools for a very long time. So, okay. So the ethics are bad. It resulted in, it was very damaging to the public, especially minorities and women. But that aside, was it wrong scientifically? Chiropractors were sort of banned from their practice until 1987 when that got overruled. So for 60 years, there was no chiropractic medicine legally. This is bad because anyone who's ever had problems with their spine, their neck, and they visit a chiropractor, very good things come from visiting a chiropractor if you have those problems. But before then, what did you have to do? You went to your doctor. What would they do? They would prescribe you a drug created from the allopathic drug companies that were the benefactors of the Rockefeller Institute who indirectly worked with Flexner and the Carnegie Foundation to make this Flexner report. Do you see the connection here? It's hard to draw concrete conclusions because everyone is related to one another and the Rockefeller Institute and the allopathic drug companies technically had nothing to do with the report even though that the uh, person who created the report and the director of the Rockefeller Institute were brothers, right? <laughs> like, it's, it's insane to me. Um, conspiracy theorists would point fingers and say, look, the drug companies were directly affecting uh, this report, which would get legislation passed that banned any other school of medicine that taught anything other than to treat patients with drugs, and to use the scientific method to determine which drug should treat which patient, right? Um, so that's, that's a flexion report. And as a result, Western medicine has become obsessed with treating patients with drugs that treat the symptoms of a disease rather than treating the disease itself. That is the whole point of allopathic medicine. Um, so if you've ever wondered why Western medicine kind of evolved into that state, this is why. It all leads back to the Flexner Report, uh, I believe published in 1910. So this is where it comes from, guys, ladies and gentlemen. This is, uh, this is the beginning of it all. So there's not really much that can be done at this point other than instill or reinforce the scientific method with doctors and scientists and research and other companies and legislation treating a disease, the root cause, the pathology of the symptoms is much more effective than treating the symptoms themselves. And this needs to be brought to physicians' attentions who still prescribe pills and don't seek to treat anything other than the symptoms rather than the root cause of the disease. This is, where, this is why we're very, not anti-medicine, but anti the idea that pharmaceuticals come first. 
we are anti that idea. Um, I believe that pharmaceuticals are a tool in medicine, but not the end-all, be-all, first go-to treatment for patients. So uh, if you're interested, I'm going to put a link in the show notes where you can learn a lot more about it. I'm sure I didn't do the entire story justice, so I hope you do read it. And uh, if you were wondering why Western medicine is obsessed with pharmaceuticals, this is why. 1910, uh, the Rockefeller uh, Institute, who uh, the benefactors were the drug companies, teamed up with the Carnegie, uh, teamed up with the Carnegie Association to create the Flexner Report for the American Medical Association. Um, and that's that, guys. That's why the Flexner Report ruined healthcare. Uh, if you're interested in learning more, uh, again, click the link in the show notes and uh, please let me know what you thought of this episode. Uh, go into the reviews, let me know. All right, guys, thanks for listening. You and I are slowly dying as we age, but that's common knowledge. What isn't common knowledge is that you can actually reverse the damage that aging has done to you. We develop joint pain, hair loss, lung problems, but many of our patients have actually reversed these problems using the latest breakthroughs in biotechnology. If you'd like to know what biotech we're using on ourselves, our families, and our patients, and how you can use it to transform your body and change your life, just go to modernbiotechradio.com. Now, you might be thinking, does this stuff actually work? Well, it does not work for everybody. So if you'd like to learn if this could work for you, just go to modernbiotechradio.com. You might also be thinking, if this works so well, why hasn't my doctor told me about it? That's a good question, and the answer is a bit complicated. Maybe they're too busy helping patients to keep up with the newest clinical studies and advances in medicine and biotech. Or maybe they just haven't started doing it yet but want to. Back in the day, we didn't know about these advances, but once we learned about them, we read the clinical studies and started doing it in our own practice. Once our patients started getting results, unlike anything we've ever seen before, we never looked back. So. If you'd like to learn the latest advances in biotechnology and how you can use it to reverse aging and feel young again, just go to modernbiotechradio.com. You can learn all about these advances and even join our private community full of others that love biotech. Oh yeah, this is completely free, no strings attached. All you have to do is just go to modernbiotechradio.com. I'll see you there. And now for our lovely legal and medical disclaimer. While I make every effort to broadcast correct information, I am still learning. I will double check all my facts, but realize that medicine is a constantly changing science and art. One doctor may have a different way of doing things from another. I'm simply presenting my views that are as evidence-based as possible. I welcome any comments, suggestions, or correction of errors. I take no money from drug companies. By listening to this podcast or reading this blog or watching this YouTube video, you agree to not use this podcast blog or video as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including, but not limited to, patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast blog or YouTube account. Under no circumstances shall Austin Wolf 
Launch Medical, Moonpool LLC, or the Novus Anti-Aging Center, or any guests or contributors, or any employees, associates, or affiliates of Launch Medical, Moonpool LLC, or the Novus Anti-Aging Center, be responsible for damages arising from use of the podcast, blog, or video. This blog or podcast or video should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis for expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast, blog, or video. This website, blog, podcast, and video are all HIPAA compliant. While you may give your email address to subscribe to the website posts or to post information on the website or blog, I will never share your email address or contact information with any third parties without your explicit permission. One more note. I have no idea what I'm talking about, and people that listen to me have a 100% mortality rate. This is true. Think about it. So please, consult your physician for any medical advice, uh, because this blog post, podcast, and YouTube video, or any other video, are meant for educational and entertainment purposes only.